This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode 83 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich. I'm an operations coach and a mentor to directors of operations. We actually have a certification program. We are kicking off round eight as we speak, and we are so delighted to have welcomed over 30 women into our cohort. So if that is something that you guys have been thinking about doing, I encourage you to get in early, get that application in. You can come visit us at theopsauthority.com forward slash get dash certified to learn a lot more about that program. So if you are on the journey of becoming a director of operations or a leader in any company, or you want to get promoted, or you want to promote yourself, or whatever that may look like for you, I'm going to be talking today about what full circle success looks like. And let me explain a little bit more about what I mean by full circle success. We come into a business with a particular set of skills. There's been a decision from the leader's perspective that says, yep, I think he or she is the right person. So you come into that business and it is up to you. It is always up to you as the employee or the contractor. Either way, in this episode, I'm going to be talking to the operator, regardless of your employment classification, being an employee of the company or an independent contractor. Because the things that we're going to talk about today make absolute sense for both of those classifications. But when you come into a business, there's been a decision that you were the right fit. You come in and we can never control what the leader of the company is gonna do or what the leader, your manager is going to do. And I'm gonna give you some tips that have been very successful and helpful for me in my career way before I got into business for myself, but also in positions that I have created on my entrepreneurial journey when I have come in as a director of operations or the chief of staff or the HR business partner. So today we're talking all about full circle success. And I believe that it is 100% up to you to make sure that you are the leader, you chart your own course, whether you're doing this in your business by growing a team or if you are elected or selected to be on a team. So to kick this off, you've accepted the role, you've come into the business, and I hope and pray that you have roles and responsibilities clearly defined. That is a non-negotiable. I would say that you should never apply to a job that doesn't have roles and responsibilities clearly outlined. And ladies, I'm talking to you right now. Desperate people hire desperate people. It is a huge pet peeve. I won't take a lot of time today, but I can tell you that if people are putting out SOSs on Facebook or Instagram saying, hey, I'm looking for a operations manager, if you have anyone in mind, send them over to me. That is a terrible, terrible way. That should be red flags all over the place. Do yourself a favor and avoid situations like that. And this is exactly why. Step one of full circle success means that you have 
identified and understand the roles and responsibilities for your role. If they're casting an SOS, that means that they have never taken the time to define those, which usually means that there is not a lot of clarity for the business owner. This is a no-win situation, and eventually it will catch up with you. Again, desperate people, hire desperate people. Don't be one of those people. It will cause you so much agony over the time period that you're with them. And honestly, it's usually a shorter time period. So we want to avoid that too. Alrighty, as the cycle continues or begins, actually, we're still in the very early part of what I would call a dating process, but you have read the roles and responsibilities. They have a firm job description, and now the selection process comes into place, and let's say you blew them away because you were the exact fit that they needed, you come into their business and now it's day one. So I'm not going to spend time on this podcast talking about how to onboard or even how to onboard yourself, which is very, very common in the space that I am in. But we are going to be talking about KRAs, Key Results Areas. This refers to what is going to be accomplished from your role in the first 30 days the next 30 days, and then the following 30 days after that. We call these 30, 60, 90s. So in most cases, with people who are not familiar with hiring or who are overwhelmed at the time of hiring or didn't work with a partner to hire, they are going to skip this piece because they are so excited to get you in the door, which is completely valid. I have been there. I know how exciting it is to have support and additional labor to help you get the things done that you want to get done. But For you to be ultimately successful here, which is what we're talking about, full circle success, this is the most critical piece and you cannot miss this. If it's not inside of your training, I'm gonna ask you to step up and be the leader and own this piece. Actually, let me go a step further. I don't want you to get past day three of your onboarding experience without addressing or asking for what your goals are for 30, 60, 90. And even better, this would happen in the application process before you officially accept, but I know that that doesn't happen. So I want to be practical with you, but I'm what I'm really here for today is to help you as the contractor or the employee who comes into a business that doesn't have the infrastructure set up. I want to tell you the, a couple of things that really need to happen that are just not happening. So how do you create these 30, 60, 90-day goals for yourself? Well, if you're doing it for your this position that you've walked into, I'm going to want you to use a combination of looking back at that job description. Again, another validation point of why you need that job description so you understand what the business owner is thinking about. It becomes one of your first and easiest communication tools. The next thing I want you to do is have a one-to-one, a dedicated full hour in talking to the business owner, not a bunch of people, the one person that you report to. A couple of things that you want to ask them is how do you want to feel? As the business owner, how do you want to feel? And now you start thinking about the actions that you can take that align to the job description and start mapping a course for yourself. What can you do to make this person feel less overwhelmed? That's a really common challenge that business owners have. The business owner says, I want to feel less overwhelmed. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, that means I want to stop checking email. 
Okay, so is that within your scope? Now you look back at the job description and you say, yep, that was in there. Okay, now I want you to say, am I going to fully own that in the first 30 days, the second 30 days, or the third 30 days? For something like that, I would say you're probably gonna be able to own that in the first 30 days. And is there anything underneath that broad statement of owning email, of taking email off of the owner's desk or proverbial desk? What needs to happen there? That probably means that you need to create some type of organization in the email. You probably need to understand some of the communications that she has been, he or she has been in. So I would make sure that you define those particular things, not in really nitty gritty granularity, but definitely you want to make sure that you, that if this is going to be something that's going to take 20 hours of your week, I would say it's probably got multiple steps in it that need to be spelled out in that first 30 days. So you wanna ask, how do you wanna feel? Asking the business owner, how do you wanna feel? You wanna validate that it fits inside of the scope that you have agreed to. And the next thing you wanna say is what needs to get done? This is when we start to think about projects and those need to be prioritized. And it is so common for the business owner to want and desire, and they're not wrong for it because I kind of want this too. (laughs) But all of these projects that the business owner has been putting off for all this time, they now have labor, they're really excited about it, you're excited to contribute, but it is impossible for you to get 10 projects done in the first 30 days. So I want you to look and listen to the projects, start to get a good idea of what the scope would look like, how complex is this, how many people are involved, what are the deliverables, And then I want you to start prioritizing with the business owner when this makes sense to begin. So your 30, 60, 90 day goals, I wanna set the expectation that you're gonna list out the things that you're gonna accomplish in those time periods, but I want you to be clear to the business owner that just because they're listed under 30 days doesn't mean that they're going to be wrapped up in 30 days. It means that you are going to begin this effort in the next 30 days. Now, I do think it's important to put a timeline and a time frame on each of these, but I want you to open up and have just begin the relationship with really clear expectations. Another thing when looking at 30, 60, 90 day goals is you want to ask the business owner, what are profit producing activities that you have in your business that I can assist with? And here's why this is really, really important to you as the operator that's coming in. You want to show your return on investment. So if you can get closer to profit producing activities, which is anything that's closer to the sale without being on the marketing side of business, and this is tricky, I want you to avoid that crossover in the marketing side of business. If you're coming into the operations side, remember, I'm very clear that I do not believe that marketers and operators should overlap most of the time. Can they share knowledge? Can they share experiences? Yes, I'm fine with that. But I really want to compartmentalize where the talent and the efforts are being focused. I know that you're gonna need clarity in your role and I know that it begins with understanding if you're on the marketing side or on the operation side, which is typically the foundational side or the side that is post-sale, all the activities that have to take place after the sale has happened. So you're going to want to ask the business owner, like, let's use a real example of maybe they have a launch coming up. So what are the things that you can do that you can assist in the launch to help create greater profit? 
If you're an operator in business, I encourage you to go back to episode number 63, where we talk about the TIES method. TIES stands for time, investment, effort, and stress. These are all super critical in helping the business owner understand what can be done in those 30, 60, 90 days. So what is the advantage of creating these 30, 60, 90s? Ideally, I would love the business owner to have done this themselves, but you're going to walk into many situations where they're not really prepared for you. So by creating this, by leading this conversation, you do just that. You appear as the leader. We're talking about full circle success, how to make yourself indispensable. These also help you as the employer contractor, because not only is the business owner less overwhelmed, you are less overwhelmed because you have clear direction. You know what it takes to be successful and to potentially pitch yourself for a raise or add a profit share. At the end of the day, I want a long, healthy relationship with you and this client, and 30, 60, 90s, or key results areas are pinnacle for making that happen. To continue this cycle for success, I want you to make sure that you have got a strong and certain meeting cadence established. So if the business owner is really excited and you've joined the business and you haven't had a lot of direction and you've had to create your 30, 60, 90s, then I can pretty much assure you that you probably are going to continue in this pattern of leadership and what I would call onboarding yourself by asking them to determine what meeting cadence, how often you need to meet, and what is expected in those meetings. I would, depending on your level and what your, if you're coming in as an implementer or a manager or even as a strategist, I want to make sure that you know what is expected in those meetings. Do you need reporting? Which I'm always going to tell you, you're going to shine if you have it. So whether they ask for it or not, I would make sure I had it. I never want you to be in a situation where you're just meeting to meet. And I know from my 15 years in corporate, I certainly felt like that many, many times. But I think if you know what is expected of you from those meetings, you can come in, you can have a more concise meeting, a more powerful meeting, and ultimately what meetings are used for are two-way communication. And in businesses that are overwhelmed, I see people putting off having meetings, regular meetings, meetings that are set in stone, predicted, and everyone knows what is expected from them because it's haphazard. They're busy. They're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. Ladies, if you're listening to me, if you don't have an existing meeting cadence with your business owner, the person that's leading you, the person that's paying you, I can tell you your position is at risk. Those meetings allow for two-way communication. And one of the biggest things I drive home in my Director of Operations certification program is you are going to do everything from the get-go, from the very beginning of any relationship that you're being paid for, or leading actually, but your goal is to make sure that there is two-way communication. And you're going to do that through a regular meeting cadence. Now, there can be a variety of different meetings, and I want you to think through what is really important, especially as you onboard, what meetings, who do you need to speak with on a regular basis? Is it just the business owner? Is it the core team? Is there an expanded team? Who are the people that you need to be talking to? And raise your hand and let them know that that is some support that you're going to need specifically at the beginning and perhaps even longer as you acclimate. 
What happens over time in relationships, our business owners start to feel the relationship gets solid. They feel or perceive that you have two-way communication, and then they want to back off because they want to gain some of that time back in their schedule. Absolutely not okay. Their job is to lead the business, and if they're going to lead the business, they have to lead their team. Now, if you're stepping in as a director of operations, this may be something that you're actually taking off of the CEO's desk, which is to lead these meetings, to lead the team, to performance manage the team, and you've got to do this by having and establishing repeated meetings. These meetings need to have agendas. They need to be predictable. They need to be scheduled. These are things that just, that seems so common sense, but so often they go by the wayside with time invested in the company. Don't let that happen to you and make sure that you stand up for this because two-way communication, even if you establish it up front, it doesn't mean that it always sticks with you. The next step on this full circle success is making sure that you get performance reviews. Man, it is hard to lead people. It's hard to manage people. And yes, managing and leading are very different. But depending on the size of business that you're in, you may only be led by a manager. You may only be led by the leader of the company that has no business managing. But in the absence of a manager, you are the manager, speaking to the business owner, (laughs) but I want to make sure that you get a performance review. To this point, you understand what your responsibilities are. You know what your 30, 60, 90 day goals are. You have had regular meetings, so you have open communication. It should be easy for you to ask, to set up, to show up to a performance review. I don't love the term performance review because it always seems like the only thing you're going to get out of that is negative, negative, negative. But you've done yourself a lot of diligence by having that 30, 60, 90 day framework, that's exactly what you're going to use to determine if you are meeting expectations or exceeding expectations or perhaps below expectations. But if you have been consistent in showing up and delivering a report of some sort to the business owner or to your leader, then these performance reviews should not feel negative. They should feel more positive for you because you know exactly what needs to be accomplished in that 30 days. If you have gone over and above and the 30, 60, 90 day goals that you have been working on have been accomplished and you have surpassed that by doing some additional projects and assignments, et cetera, I wanna make sure that you note those every step of the way because that's the difference in a meeting expectations and an exceeding expectations. So performance reviews do not have to be negative, but if you wanna be successful, if you wanna stick around in a business, if you wanna be indispensable, I want you to make sure that you ask for performance reviews. And ladies, before you show up to that performance review, whip out that 30, 60, 90 and give yourself a review so that you are equipped with talking points so that you can discuss what is working, what is not working when you show up. It should, again, performance reviews should be a two-way communication style meeting. And as we navigate the circle of success, the next thing is making sure that when you create something new, when you when you hit the jackpot, when you go through a launch and you know what has worked, I want you to always just keep it a part of your DNA to create and document SOPs. Now, how many businesses have we walked into, or even that we have ourselves, where we just 
we're so busy doing that we never take the time to create an SOP. Now, if I've got somebody in my business that identifies something that is keeping a log of standard operating procedures that I've never even had to ask for, the value of the relationship to me in that business, me as the business owner in that in that situation, is enormous. So this is your secret weapon. It's one of many, but this is something that people say, I used to do that when I first came into the business, but I really haven't documented anything. Well, because you're there and because you're helping that business to grow, guess what happens with growth? More people come in. When more people come in, if there are SOPs ready to go, your time and training is minimized. And at the same time, the business owner has more trust in expanding the business. So that's just a feather in your cap, and I do believe it is part of the circle of success for operators. To piggyback off of that, if you are accomplishing what has been outlined in your 30s, 60s, 90s, your leader is reviewing it and giving you feedback, and you're documenting SOPs, you have reached the mastery level in that business, which is ding, 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 time for a raise, a promotion, a title change, a profit share. Lots of different things can come out of this mastery level. But you have to show the leader because they are so busy doing their role and growing and being visible and building a strong brand that they sometimes do not see, cannot look around and just know and get a pulse of mastery. So I want you to show mastery in the role that you have been hired for. This usually takes about six months. And when you get to that mastery level, I want you to make sure you're communicating that. When you get to the mastery level, the next best thing and the next piece of this puzzle is to begin training other people. Speak up. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready to take this knowledge that I have, this role that I have created and been excellent at. I've been invested in it and we've seen a reward from it. I'm ready to develop, hello, succession planning. What is the next thing for me here? And because I'm already a master at this, I'm going to be able to train the new person that's coming in. When you can continue and grow inside of a company to the next level and take the burden and the stress and strain off of the leader by training, maybe even hiring, the next person to backfill where you were and the role that you were playing, this is a huge win to the business owner. It also allows you to get the next level position inside of this company. Now you're looking at leadership. This is exactly how you create full circle success as an operator in a business. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I am surrounded right now by people who are walking into new roles. There are so many new opportunities on the market. I'm not shy about telling you guys how quickly we are seeing positions come in into the job space because remote work is now normalized. COVID is awful. It's terrible. It's been disruptive. But I will say for if you have the propensity to be an operator and you're willing to take the risk to have your own business, this is a magical time in our history. We are going to see expansion and certainty in this profession more than we ever have, which is why we are on fire and dedicated to expanding the director of operations 
certification program and the number of people that come in. You're going to see multiple cohorts this year. In the past, we've had a couple cohorts in a year. We are amplifying that because we're we're attracting more and more people because this is a profession. This is not a pit stop. We are here to be impactful for the long haul. All right, ladies, you guys know with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, it is super important that you not just listen to me, but you take what I have to say, the wisdom that I have shared, and turn it into action. So today's Ops activity for episode number 83 is to create a 30, 60, 90-day goal plan for your existing roles. I want you to create those and please share them in our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group. I think you'll love it. You'll find all of your people. It's an amazing community. Head on over to theopsinsiders.com. Request access. We'll get you in there. And then be looking for the prompt for episode number 83, where you are going to share your 30, 60, 90-day goals. I know this feels administrative. It feels like something you shouldn't have to do. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't be sharing this today if I didn't see this time and time again. Create success for yourself. And part of that starts with understanding and being clear in what you need to be working on, what is a shiny object, what is important and prioritized for the business that you are engaged in. And you can do that through a 30, 60, 90 day plan. Alrighty, friends, I am so excited to have shared some time with you today. I hope to see you in the Ops Insiders Facebook group very, very soon. And I'll be back same time next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.